Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of Blood Keeper of the Chronicle and all around the spooky dude. Our coterie were separated, but are meeting up now to find Dederick Yarns. Iris used Emily's contacts to locate Dederick. Ridley confessed to Iris that he can't read, and Everett escaped a police car when it was attacked by a menacing stranger. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. After giving the four promised five-star ranking and an unreasonably large tip uh, to the driver of the lime green um, uh, Toyota Corolla, uh, whose name, of course, uh, was Layla Von Sidow. Um, he says crossing a name off his list. Um, uh, gave her five stars, gave her some money, and uh, off she went, uh, never to speak of the weird lover spat she thought maybe a cool poly couple was having in the back seat with one of their lovers. She wasn't really sure what was going on, but $150 is a pretty good reason to keep your mouth shut. 
and she did. Um, no exciting side story in the expanded universe for her. Um, but um, after waiting um, a, a few minutes, um, a, a panting uh, Everett comes sort of like stumbling out of the bushes. Uh, Everett, do you think you would have at some point like flagged a cab or tried to steal another car or taken the bus? Or do you think you're panicked enough that you just ran? It would have depended on how like looking at this their destination, how far away I was. The cop car actually got you much closer to I it. Was so assuming. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm for the I'm, sake of narrative convenience. <laughs> yeah. Um, how disheveled does a vampire get? Do I like sweat and am I out of breath? Um, you don't breathe, so no. Um, I think... Um, Interview with the vampire rules, you sweat blood. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not that intense, uh, largely because this game requires more exertion than that. Because um, I feel like with Interview with the Vampire, it's kind of like, they fuck and then occasionally they fight. Sweat blood. Whereas if that was true in this game, like you guys would just be caught every minute because it's like, oh, it's a little bit hot in here. Oh, so just based on I don't Masquerade's know. Masquerade's over. Or not Ryan, but just based on Ridley's description, I just kind of thought he was just kind of a sweaty guy. <laughs> I think he's just sort of dirty, but that was how it would be read. Like I think yeah. that also be like becomes part of how of he like Hoffman sweat. Yeah, why are so, you moist? <laughs> he buys used clothes that are already stained, so it looks like he's sweating, but that's just what he had. He's just a wet-ass Ridley. Yeah, he's paler than everybody else. Yeah, war. Yeah. It's going to be great <laughs> when this episode comes out. That's Five years from now? It's going to resonate with everyone. Yeah, that's right. So, look, I'm just here for the references of the 14th of yeah. August. Um Cool. So, um, yeah, so you show up not sweating blood because that would be uh, rough. I think uh, in terms of disheveled, um, again, admittedly, like we're on episode like 40, whatever. But I think there is still some there. Well, there is also still some extent of just like you have the it's that thing they always talk about with like immortal characters where it's like, yeah, you just ran for a long time. Um, It's also uncomfortable not being out of breath. Like it doesn't feel great um, because your body is still used to trying to breathe. Um, so I think instead you're just kind of covered in sticks and broken glass. And um, I imagine you wiped the blood off your face at some point. Um, or do you think yeah. you would have forgotten that was there? If I would have been running and realized that that smell is still there. Yes. Uh, okay, perfect. And then yes. Just the, the realization like, oh my God, I'm running down the fucking street with blood on my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not, the, not the best <clears throat> look. Um, great. Um, so Everett shows up um, looking uh, a little uh, worse for the wear. Um, and kind of um, rushes up to you. The address um, uh, that you were given is a, a cafe. Um, uh, no, let's say a, a like one of those weird like fancy espresso bars that also does cocktails. Um, uh, in Toronto, it's called Boxcar Social. So that, but French, Le Boxcar Social. Yeah. Um, okay. What social? Social okay. du boxcar. Good, good work. You know what? We are now government funded. The government of Canada has to give us money now because we're a fully bilingual show. Um, great. So what you guys said uh, is uh, the place. It's part of the same restaurant family as the one here. Continuity for Tom's brain. Um, anyway, so um, you're across the street from that. Um, uh, Sybil also gave you a description and uh, literally just said, um, like very, very light 
blonde hair, uh, comma, vaguely pompadour, dot, dot, dot. You honestly can't miss him. And then a winky face. And then a hard eyes, smiley face. And then there was a pause of perhaps a minute and another hard eyes, smiley face. Well, that's Emily's problem. <laughs> okay, I've got two kind of burning questions. One, Everett, what the fuck happened to the baby? <laughs> um, <laughs> you look at the blood on his on his like yeah. sleeve and yeah. Yeah. you're covered in blood and you got arrested. Did you eat a fucking baby? <laughs> what? No. Well, we're trying to figure out what your fucking secret is. And we thought if you ate babies, that'd be pretty fucking bad. No, I don't eat babies. Well, don't look at me like that's off the table. That's not a a large leap to go. That would horrify us. I'd be fucking concerned. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that that would concern you. Look, I brought the baby back, gave the baby to the parents, and got arrested because I walked up to them with their missing baby. Police officer, you can put a kid on the ground and go, oh, a baby, and then just walk the fuck away. I'm not dropping this kid out in the fucking street. Anyway, it's over with. I've no, got blood all the, over me. You put it at the edge of the parking lot, and you just walk by and go, oh, a baby, and then well, they come and get a fucking baby. You don't walk it to him. Fine. Anything you would like to add, Iris, to that? This is a very suspicious and unbelievable story, because as Ridley said, you are a cop, and you didn't think to just, like, play cop. With the baby? No, I don't have a badge. <laughs> well, I mean, did you tell him your name? No. Okay, that's good. Did you give him any information about your profession or any other way they could track you? Just that I'm a private investigator. But, uh, wait, you... Oh, that's great. You're not even licensed. Good luck to them with that fucking shit. I know, shoes. Um, I know. Look, okay. Well, they know so what you look next like. Next time I have a stolen baby, that's what I will do, Ridley. No, we I'll told you. I'll leave it on the street and say, "Oh, steal a baby. babies." What's he? No baby. Steal <laughs> a baby. Sorry, man. I'm picking up your accent. God damn it. <laughs> okay, okay. Ah, let's no, let's we'll just we'll we'll on a system. We'll say that you didn't mean to take the baby. It does seem kind of out of character for you. When we meet the weirdo inside. Are we going to try to charm him? Do we take him out back and I'll rip his legs off? What do we think is going to work? Because we need to get our information fast. Look, I'm having a real off night. So you two take the lead on this and I will back up whatever choice we make. I will help however I can. Well, then do we want to go with the classic we've kind of established? I'll risk you say nice things, and if it doesn't work, I'll take him into an alley and break his legs. Sure. Does the fact that she looks like Lurleen have any... Does, Iris, does that have an impact on your abilities? We'll see. Um, and with that, um, <clears throat> you catch out of the corner of your eye um, a lone figure emerging... Uh, from uh, Le Boxcar Social or whatever the fuck. Um, and uh, he is a, uh, a tall guy. Um, truly, uh, Sylvia got it right. Or, yeah, Sylvia? Sylvia. Um, definitely got it right. He's got a, a full on Egon from the cartoon Ghostbusters pompadour of like perfectly nice. yellow hair. Um, even for at this distance, you can pick out the the glint of heart shaped glasses um, that he's wearing. 
he's about uh, about like six uh, three, broad shoulders. Um, he's wearing a gray sweater with like a really weird red collar um, that looks kind of strange at this distance. Um, and he's doing that uh, walk and text where it's like phone is like in front of his face and he's like double thumbing it. Um, and um, so he sort of just steps out of the cafe and um, begins to walk past a, a like sort of the alley next to it. And Ridley, you're you're vaguely pissed at this because as a professional person who pulls people into alleys, like that's a good fucking alley to pull someone into. Um, and you're just thinking about how kind of annoying it is that uh, meeting Everett here meant you weren't in position for this. Um, when someone throws a black bag over his head and pulls him into that exact alley, what do you do? Uh, Ridley takes off running. This is perfect. Hoppers <laughs> can charm anybody if we fucking rescue them, is all he's thinking. <laughs> Great. Um, Iris and Everett, what do you do? I'll, I'll follow Ridley. Um, see, having seen the same thing, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm right there too. Yeah. Iris, are you keeping pace, or are you t- bring up the rear? So I let them run, and then I follow, but it's like little itty bitty steps because I'm. <laughs> I was wondering. It's the it's the the drunk almost like the drunk girl, about six hours into the night walk you know that dance honey like the the little fast scramble vegan your jacket (laughs) (laughs) um yeah don't 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 go after megan's (laughs) (laughs) um i was thinking you'd either be that or you'd be that lady from the beginning of it follows who just fucking sprints full tilt in heels um, this is much funnier. Also, given the skirt that you're, you've got and the fact that you've got a gun strapped to your inner thigh, I feel like there's no sprinting. No, no, it's it's the it's the Barbie leg walk where the legs don't really <laughs> they can't move in any direction other than directly in front. Uh, that's very funny. Uh, okay, cool. So um, obviously, uh, Ridley, uh, you are sprinting. Um, you uh, kind of um, rush into this alley. Um, and, um, you see a, um, like, uh, someone's clearly like black bag Dederick. They're dragging him towards a van, um, the back door is open. Um, and you, you can see someone waiting inside, um, with a stake and a hammer. And both of these people are dressed in, um, like, uh, almost like a, like a Mormon, Outfits so like short sleeve button up shirt. Oh, we'll just say like literally they, they look like Mormons. They've got little name tags, um, and um, the the van is very innocuous. It's not like an obvious abduction van, um, but uh, clearly like um, the guy crouched in the back is just like waiting, and he's like, "Hurry up, hurry up!" Um, and uh, you can hear just kind of um, uh, muffled uh, sort of noises of vague distress from under the the hood, um, and you, you just think uh, you you hear a voice say. Uh, yeah. Okay, but um, but my cell phone though. Can can we can we get that? Is that a, is that a possible? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I'm coming along. Just can, can I have that, please? Um, and uh, they look up, uh, and it's just like deer deer in the headlights as you come like <laughs> sprinting with your fucking grease hair jacket, just a fucking weird cannonball man running into the alley. What do you do? Uh he would like to, if he can, uh, sprint forwards, leap, uh, and then try to tackle the guy off of Dedrick. Like, he'd like to almost, if he can go high, 
like almost jumping clothesline him to bring the the black bag gotcha. holder down. Okay, um, I need you to roll me, please, a dexterity and athletics check. Um, because as you um, as you come barreling at this guy um, who's got the black bag, one hand comes around uh, with a, a, just a fucking honking big pistol. Um, and um, he, uh, he fires a shot at you as you um, leap. Ooh, I got no successes. Uh, so uh, the bullet catches you in the chest um, with uh, enough power not to like stop you midair because guns don't do that, but um, it punches through you and you uh, again because you're you're like a weird immortal type dude. Um, it f- doesn't hurt, but it well, I mean it hurts, but it also just like you feel the bullet travel through you and you feel the trench it left. And it's a it's an uncomfortable sensation um, that causes you to to miss him. So you overshoot him. Um, you're now behind the the black bag guy. You're between him and the van. Um, and uh, you hear the guy in the van be like, "You can't fucking open fire, man! Oh man, we're fucked!" Um, and he uh, leaps uh, at you with the um, the stake and the hammer. Uh, Everett, you come um, rushing in just behind this. You hear a gunshot and watch Ridley go down. Uh, you then see a man with a, a mallet and stake leap out of the back of a car as uh, someone with a gun starts to train it on uh, Ridley. What do you do? Uh, I'll uh, I'll draw my weapon. Um, I have celerity, um, so I can um, I get plus. Sorry, I, I and uh, sorry, Ryan, that was three superficial to you. Great, and I'm assuming overnight we healed the other damage we've been carrying over. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Uh, so I can do things like reloading and readying a weapon for free. Um, Sick. So I think of that as just being like a quick on the draw. Yep, totally. Um, and uh, um, I will, I don't know if Everett knows that in this instance, stakes are more lethal than <laughs> guns. Um, so I'll fire on the guy with the gun because I think that's just. That makes sense. Cool. Uh, so go ahead and roll, please. Um it's dexterity resolve. We haven't shot anyone in a while. So firearms. One moment. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. Firearms, it is firearms. I would assume. It's uh, firearms and composure. Firearms and composure. Okay. Uh, so 200. How well can you stay in that weaver stance or the dirty Harry, depending on however it shoots? Or uh, the Rick Grimes, where for some reason you, you hold your arm up and then you point the gun down. Yeah. Or Max Payne, where you jump sideways and your coat flutters in slow-mo. Guys, I fucking love Max Payne. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Um, one, two, three, four, five successes, and they're all sevens, which is weird. I just noticed. Uh, okay, so you do Final Fantasy seven level luck damage, um, uh, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, to Ryan's point about Max Payne, it's just one of those perfect slow motion pieces. Also, I think, um, as again, yeah, yeah, Miles is acting it out. It's the perfect slow-mo draw and shoot. Um, but I'd also say that in the same way that Iris is starting to realize how her vampiric powers work and you're starting to, like, strength your way out of things, um, you start to realize that, like, you were always a pretty quick draw, but with celerity, it is like time has slowed down. Like, the, it, it, these people aren't moving... They're moving comically slowly for you. 
Um, so you blast um, the 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 forehead and top of the head off of the uh, the guy with the pistol, um, who suddenly time speeds back up. Um, he falls backward. Uh, the gun clatters to the ground, um, and uh, you just hear from inside the hood, like uh, you, you see like a classic uh, comic like patting. Uh, Didrick pats himself down, like touches his head with the back, and he's like. Oh wow, that was a good shot, whoever. And then he just kind of gives thumbs up in two directions, neither of which are towards you. Um, and then kind of just awkwardly thumbs up around in the the hopes that whoever did it sees it. Um, uh, Iris, um, you come tottering across the street. Uh, there's two gunshots, um, and you can see um, people in the street starting to panic. Um, you can either go and try and help them, or you can try and um, allay the panic. You get these flashes um, with your your sort of sight of um, red and blue lights. Um, you look around and you don't see any any cop cars, but like you you can definitely tell that's that's a a very real possibility. What do you do? I'll probably allay the panic because that's what's probably going to call the cops. Okay, how do you think you can? Again, it's it's outside a bar. Um, I mean, we live in a part of town where, like, we hear random things pop off in the middle of the night. And we're like, eh, maybe bad. Um, what do you do to try and calm the crowd? Keeping in mind that even though you can't lean on your celebrity anymore, your Toreador abilities are still in effect. Um, I'm probably going to, like try to distract and lead people away from the alley and act like a really drunk chick and just start complaining about kids popping off firecrackers in the alley. Okay. Can you roll me a... Uh, so A sexy firecracker lie check. Yeah. yeah um, I think it'll be performance rather than persuasion um, because I feel like Iris likely has the same amount of disdain as, as Megan Miles does for, like... But I'm a sexy baby. Um, so it is a performance because this isn't a thing that comes naturally to you. Um, and we'll definitely say manipulation because, oh, yeah, manipulation. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a, a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. 
Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us and I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Three successes. Okay. Um, What occasion do you give as an excuse as to why people would be firing off firecrackers? St. Bastille Day. Wait, St. Bastille? Okay. Yeah, that's St. Jail. There's there's a drunk lady yelling about a fake holiday. She's Um, great. Admittedly, okay, so you start yelling about St. Bastille Day, which is very good. Um, And... uh, Mince Thomas. Hey, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Choice, go with it. I, I am. I'm processing it right now. Just give me a fucking minute here. That's Iris yelling at the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Tonight I've had babies stolen, babies that did not exist until certain dice were rolled badly. I didn't uh, choose to steal the baby. <laughs> and I didn't choose to have to fucking narrate it, but here we are. Um so uh Iris, you start yelling about St. Bastille Day, and not unlike um People being like, we need to get our V for Vendetta masks ready for Guy Fox Day. Um, people are like, oh shit, that's tonight? And um, immediately, like, someone, like, runs into a convenience store and, like, comes back out with a firecracker and, like, sets it off. Um, uh, people start singing, like, various uh, drunken songs. Like, Old Anxiety is being sung. Um, but yeah, you, you get people whipped up into a frenzy that they they missed a chance to celebrate St. Bastille Day, so they're they're really into that, um, which uh, provides enough cover. You rolled very well on a generally hard-to-cover plan, but also drunk people do like to fire firecrackers, we've learned from our neighborhood, where, like, last weekend wasn't a holiday. People were just like, firecrackers. <laughs> I was like, that's a choice. Uh, so great. Fuck, that is very strange. Um, but it works. Uh, <laughs> uh, so St. Bastille wins the day. Meanwhile, back in the alley, uh, Ridley, um, a, a scared-looking fake Mormon is uh, is rushing up to you with uh, a, a hammer and stake, um, looking like uh, fairly panicked that um, his buddy's head just got blown off. But... Um, uh, is is yelling something to the effect of like, uh, your dark kind will not succeed on this day, uh, demon. Rid- Ridley is gonna like summon his inner vampire uh, and and like go paler and kind of like the vampire version of hulking out uh, by activating his toughness. Toughness. You realize this is the brace of blood and syrup. Yes. yes? Yeah. Okay. Great. As long as we're okay. all in agreement. But it makes him a little bit hungrier. Mm. Blood on that rouse check uh, and then what he says is have you read the book of Ridley friends uh, and then what he does is basically lets the guy get close and tries to with his right hand grab the guy's stake and with his left hand grab the guy's elbow and just direct the stake back into his own chest using vampire strength 
Fuck, man. Uh, that's rad as hell. Okay, well, let's roll in a post check, shall we? Yay! And see who wins. Will it be the tiny cannonball of rage? <laughs> or will it be the kind of ropey guy that probably won't win? I'm assuming we're using strength and grapple? You are correct, sir. Yay. I was like, how many hunger dice do I need? None. He's a human. <laughs> be hungry. <laughs> I just wanted to go to White Castle. Four in Montreal. With two tens, neither on a hunger dice. Just a regular critical success, like a fucking pleb. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a nine and eight and a six um, and a one, so not enough. Better than expected, but not enough. Um, so you drive uh, the stake uh, backward into him, um, and uh, his um, eyes go go wide, um, and uh, you you think you you hear him uh, mutter something in Latin. Um, just before he uh, he he falls backward, dead. Uh, and then you hear Dederick uh, say through the mask, yeah, and also read the blog of Dederick, jerk. And then he, like, crosses his arms in a kind of, like, we did it way, but he's facing the wall. Is there anybody sack driving the van, Tom? Bag is still on his head. 100% is still on his head. Um, no, you get the sense that uh, this is a two-man crew. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and then he leans down uh, and, he, and he opens one of the, the Mormon guy's eyes and he looks into him. He's just in case you don't know before you go, the only commandment of Ridley is get fucked. Uh, <laughs> and then he pushes the stake a little harder and throws his corpse in the van. Uh, he says, okay, okay, let's get the other one. Let's get in. And then we can go pick up fucking Lurline and get the fuck out of here. Um, you just hear like, explosions from the street and uh, someone who sounds distinctly like Iris uh, leading the crowd in a, a, a drunken crowd song. Uh, Miles, uh, Old Lang Syne has been spoken for. What song are you leading the crowd in? Frere Jaca. <laughs> the battle hymn of St. Bastille. Um, so there's just like hardcore Frere Jaca. Someone is like, my brother's name is Jack. Um, and uh, yeah, you come back out to see like Iris just kind of like conducting the crowd. Uh, Iris, you see them over your shoulder. Um, <laughs> Ridley's shirt is soaked through uh, with a bullet hole. Um, you shrug because that's business as usual um, and uh, you, you rush around the corner uh, to meet him so um, you throw the two bodies in the back of the truck uh, you debag uh, Dederick who uh, kind of like blinks against the light um, and uh, he just says oh thank god um, and you realize he isn't talking to any of you he's talking to his phone uh, and he rushes over and um, he picks it up and he's like wow Otterbox is really I mean they're expensive but like this really Oh, thank God it's safe. Oh, also, hi, thank you. Um, well, that was weird, right? Yeah, it wasn't great. Why don't we get in the van and go for a ride in case these two idiots had any friends? Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, you guys aren't going to try and kill me, though, right? Because, like, twice in a night. <laughs> That's a lot. And also, I got a thing I got to get to. There's a, 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 a... But, yeah, okay, as long as you're not going to kill me. And Ridley, like, looks to Iris and is, like, not quite sure. Wait, we're going to be your friends? She does the talking normally, 
yeah, no, we definitely will. Speaking of that, that thing you need to get to, where do you need to get to tonight? Oh, um, it is... Uh, okay, um, so my name's Dedrick, by the way. Uh, it's, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm Lurleen. And he kind of looks at you and he's like, are you... Lurleen. Okay. Is it Lurleen Dunn? No. In the background in the van, Ridley's just pulling his jacket off and then his shirt off over his head like a little kid getting a little bit stuck. <laughs> sure. Uh, and so he he just is like, okay, Lurleen. And then he he tries to wink uh, Lucille Blue style, but um, he's one of those folks that can't. So instead he just blinks uh, kind of knowingly at you. Um, Iris, to your great... Uh, I mean, the Toreador in you is somewhat fascinated uh, but the artist in you is is vaguely appalled. Uh, you realize his sweater is a shark sweater. Uh, so it's a gray sweater and there's a single dot uh, on his shoulder uh, and then kind of a ring of red and then like a frill of white teeth. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just like, okay, well, uh, Lurleen, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of someone who isn't you, but might be you, but isn't you heard my karaoke at the bar, right? Oh, um, you mean, uh, were you leading the songs? Frere Jaca? Yeah, but like, uh, I do karaoke at the bar I work at. So you- Oh. Uh, no, I more so meant your award-winning books. I was a huge fan of you as Poet Laureate. I thought, I mean, um, we should just get in the van, right? Oh, who's the shirtless guy? Hi, shirtless guy. Okay, let's get in the van. And then he, he like hops up it kind of excitedly. Yeah, Ridley is now stripping the shirt off of the guy whose head got blown off because it has less blood on it than his current shirt. Uh, it admittedly is two sizes too small, so it's gonna have that classic like button stretch. Uh, but yeah, yes, it, yeah, it'll I, do. I think the sleeves won't work at all, so he rips those off, but then he puts his jacket on so no one can see. So instead, now he looks like a, a priest who grew two sizes that day. <laughs> um, Iris, can you roll me a persuasion and charisma check? You're pretty sure Dederick recognizes you, but you might be able to convince him otherwise. You're also worried that he clearly lacks discretion, so... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I know. That's why I'm making you roll dice. TTRPGs. Charisma? Uh, yes, that is uh, persuasion and charisma. Four successes. Okay. Um, he... Um, he notices you do like the, uh, the the drunk girl scurry to the back of the car and you, you can see kind of what I think Iris had imagined would be the ideal outcome of, of this disguise, which is like a look of genuine like, I can't imagine Iris done walking like that, though. And he's like, OK, well, yeah, maybe I, maybe I saw you do karaoke. Um, anyway, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you all for stopping. I mean, and you. Wow. You're you're really good. Uh, are you some kind of shootiest? He points to Everett. Uh, no, I'm I'm just a van driver, and I'm just driving. <laughs> cool. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, great. Okay. Um, listen. So it's it's so good that you." And then his his phone buzzes, and um, he looks at him. He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's uh, guess the joke's on me. Uh, just some of my friends sent these uh, inquisitor types 
after me. That's uh, that's funny. They they do stuff like that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, um, uh, Mr. Shirt Guy, uh, you got shot in the chest pretty good, and then you 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 kind of staked him to death. Um, are you? And he kind of leans in. He's like, "Are you like a like a whoa? you know like a?" Whoa. Everett, didn't you say that this guy was one of us, or was it? Is this just a? Oh, we may have had a problem with communication here. Ah, uh, well, friend, I suggest you talk to Lurleen. Uh, oh, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and then he's going to try to dominate him to wipe out the last couple of minutes of his memory. Uh, okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, if he's actively trying to resist, then I have a die roll. Otherwise, it just succeeds. It is a die roll. Okay, great. Okay, so it is my charisma and domination versus his wits and resolve. I have one success. And um, I have a failure on a hunger dice. <laughs> you, stare, you stare deep through his heart-shaped glasses uh, into his eyes and um, begin to try and dominate. Um, do you, you usually talk to people during this, right? Like, do you... I forget how we've established this looks I, for you. I think he just... He starts a conversation usually to get close, and then he just tries to put the whammy on him. Like, I feel like sure. it's just that, like, oh, that's fun, and then he just, like, turns away and looks back, and his eyes are really wide, and he's right in their face. Yeah, and Dedrick's eyes just get, like, really wide, and, like, he moves in, too, and you just, like, sit there staring directly into each other's eyes for a minute. He's like, oh, cool, okay, so you are, like, a, uh, uh, yeah, me, too. Me, too. You're trying, to, you're trying to make me forget the thing, right? Oh. Uh, you got to open with the fact that you're one. If you're asking if someone else is well, one, hey, hey, man. Masquerade. Look, look I got masquerade's a fucking mess for a conversation, isn't it? Honestly, it is. The, the, those um, uh, uh, the Camarilla guy, Camarilla. I, I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, the Camarilla, uh, Camarilla. Anyway, they. Um, I think it's Camarilla, but what the fuck do I know? Yeah, okay, sorry, uh, Lurleen's telling me to speed up. Um, look, um, they're kind of pricks, um, but they also kind of run things. So, you know, you kind of have to just do what they say. And sometimes they send the Inquisition after you for the lols. And, like, it's it's cool, though. It's cool, it's cool, because, like, they're, they're my friends and stuff, I guess. But um, it's sort of like Amazon. Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't feel great ordering these dope sweaters from them, but I also need them quickly, and I don't like paying for shipping or going to stores because I'm, you know, uh. So, um, yeah, I get it. Anyway, they're, they're kind of a necessary evil-ish. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry. This is, I mean, it would have been a masquerade breach. Also, those guys were trying to stake me, so I was just kind of worried because, you know, like, vampire, oh, and they're, they're going to kill me, and I don't know, you could be them. I don't know. It's been a big night, and honestly, um, I've got this gig to get to. So anyway, yes, uh, I'm Kindred. You, you're Kindred. Are, are they? And he points to Everett and. Um, oh Berlin. yeah, everyone in here is fucking dead. Oh great! Hey, okay, fantastic. Uh, listen, if you don't mind, I am I am starving. I nommed some biscotti earlier and then had to throw it up around the corner. That's why I was leaving. So I'm just going to take a quick, and he just kind of like tentatively leans down and starts like pops his fangs. And then just like, um, you notice he like tries to find a good spot on the arm. He's kind of like, eh, I don't, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. And then just kind of like bites in and he a little bit like whenever, uh, uh, Ripley, our dog, like 
finds a toy and is like, I, I can do this. And he just kind of like stares at you guys, vaguely embarrassed, being like, um, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it's been a weird night. Okay. Okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Oh, Inquisitor blood. It's good stuff. Uh, so you saved my life. That's great. What can I do you for? Also, I'm really sorry about the Iris Dunn thing. You just look so much like my favorite poet. Like, it's been a lifelong dream to meet her, and, like, I kind of thought you were her, but that was just me projecting. So, uh, I'm sorry, Lurleen, and I, I would love to hear you do karaoke sometime. Yeah, I'll give you the time. Great. He, like, opens an app on his phone and just... He's one of those guys where you say you want to schedule something. His calendar is open. He's like, all right, great. Uh, when? Uh, next week, Thursday at 6. Oh, okay. Just entering that. Um, so I just, I, I just need to, just curious about where we, where we need to take you for your, uh, your next little engagement. Oh, oh, um, well, thank you for asking. That's very nice. Uh, listen, um, there's this, uh, performer. I mean, you've probably heard of him. He's pretty important. Um, uh, but his name is the Satin Prince. Uh, and, um, I don't mean to brag, but I know where he's going to be partying tonight. Cause I run, I run, I, I'm a bit of a bit of a club guy. I really like the club scene. I mean, you know, you're all eh, like me and you got to find something to enjoy. I mean, from the looks of, of this fella, it's, it's, you know, punching. And, uh, from, uh, the shootiest up front there, looks like it's, you know, gunslinging. He's like, are you from the old West? What, what's your deal? You sound like a cool cowboy. Um, just driving the van. <laughs> cool. Can you, can, can you tell, can you tell it to giddy up? Yes, I can. Where are we going, sir? Ah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, well, look, um, <laughs> uh, the Satin Prince, who's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's like us. Uh, so I really want to meet him. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he's going to be partying uh, at this club uh, called Divine Damnation. Um, it's admittedly, it's a bit overdone, uh, but it's a theme club. It's very, very popular. Um, and, uh, yeah, him and his entourage are going to be there tonight. And I, I, it would, I have been following this guy's tour and I managed to like help the bar get in touch with him, did all this stuff. And you know what? Those jerks wouldn't give me an invite. So I just, I really want to meet him and get a photo. It would really help bump my, my, uh, my blog up a bit. You know, the, the deadheads, that's what my fans call themselves. Um, like I think it's embarrassing, but like they insist, uh, but the deadheads would really lose their minds if they could just get a photo. If they could just see me like hanging out with the satin prince. So that's where I'm going tonight. Um, and, uh, I mean, you guys can come with me, uh, if you want, we could try and get in together. Do you, do you guys want to meet another kindred? Oh, I'd love to meet him. Uh, and Ridley's just like doing his like ready to break some necks. Like, oh, oh man, this guy's gonna kill that guy. That don't try and kill the satin prince. Am I right? Kidding, but also not kidding. No, 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 no. I just want to have a nice conversation about some mutual friends. Oh, that's cool. Oh man, I'd love to have mutual friends. Okay. Maybe you and I could be mutual friends. I think that's something we could deal with. You seem like a useful friend to have. Well, that's that's lovely, man. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, cool. Well, yeah, if you guys want to come, uh, we can all try and get in together. Fabulous. Now, could you help me with my hair? Because yours looks fucking fancy as hell, and mine's just fucking smoosh. Um, and uh, he he looks at your hair, and he's like, hmm... I can try. You know what? I I think you look great already. 
I will thank you. That's great. Yeah. He fails know, his subterfuge check. Um, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can try. Uh, and then he looks to Iris because you're the only other one back there. Um, and he's like, could you help? Do you think maybe we could, we could tag team this, put some of that cool karaoke. I mean, your hair looks great. We just, you know, we just gotta help him. Sure. Uh, so, Iris, do you think you believed in karma? As, like, a real thing or as just, like, a general idea? No, she believed in it. Okay, cool. Um, it's always nice to have your, your beliefs validated. And after having been made over twice by Ridley Beef, <laughs> you and Dederick crack your knuckles, similar to how he just did, and proceed to give Ridley Beef a back-of-a-van hair makeover. Megan Miles... What do you make Ridley Beef's hair look like? Oh. It's probably a flock of seagulls. That's also where my head went. Uh, Dederick, also having a very specific style of hair, is only really familiar with how to do that. So incidentally, he's very good at it. Um, and so uh, the two of you go to work and... Um, Really, this is a strange sensation for you. Uh, also, you got a bullet hole in your chest, which kind of sucks, and, and that's kind of starting to patch itself up and feels weird. Um, but also, you've just... Uh, it's been a long time since anyone worried over your hair like this. It's kind of nice. Yeah, this is what I... Do you know what? This is nice. This is one of those things that I used to do five days a week. I'd go into the bob. He's that guy who just, like, talks too much while people yep. are doing his hair. He stacked the two corpses under him, so he has that sort of, like... His head can lean back and he can say, five days a week I used to go to the barber shop and I'd have them touch out my hair and shave my face. And I mean, I don't have to shave my face anymore because I'm fucking dead, but it's nice to know that you can enjoy the little things. You know, everyone goes, well, it's so bad. You've got to eat other people and hang out with corpses. And what I'll say is a nice chair and a good haircut well, fucking do your body right. And Dedrick is, like, all in on this. He is just one of those people who is so curious to hear this, like, rambling story and is just chiming in with, like, oh, but like what, what is it like getting a shave? I mean, also, like, you're, you're, when are you from? Are you from, like, now times or, like, old times? Like, we talking, like, Sweeney Todd haircut or, like, modern haircut? Well, I mean, I, it was like a, an old-time haircut in a modern place. You oh, know? that's I mean, exciting. There's a whole fucking selection. There's hundreds oh, of years of history. Always wanted to go to London. Iris. And unsubtle racism. Uh, are you chiming in on this at all, or is this just your hell? Hell. Great. Um, so, uh, the conversation is bad, but it is nice getting to the flock of seagulls. And um, by the end of it, um, you are you are sufficiently pleased with your handiwork. Um, Everett, I assume you're just driving the van, trying not to think about any of this because you're still racked with guilt about, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> baby. <laughs> about uh, the baby napping. Um, so um, just as you start to pull up uh, to a club with a, a line around the block. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's clearly a, a busy spot. Um, Iris, uh, you and Dederick, uh, your masterpiece is complete. And um, you both kind of stand back and, and look at Ridley. Um, and he says, honestly, this might be my masterpiece. And then he looks to you, Iris. Yep. 
And with that, you boot open the door, and the new Ridley Beef makes his public debut. This episode of Blood and Surf features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.